Hello and welcome to It Was a Good Run. I'm your host, Serena T. As always, this podcast features stories from our listeners. Stories must have a natural beginning and natural ending. Storytellers will then engage in conversation with me about their experience and will answer four questions. What does this story mean to you? What did you learn from your story? What do you hope listeners will take away from your story? And how was it a good run? Enjoy. So today we're speaking with Brian M. Brian, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Serena. I am so excited. I can't wait to hear your story. I haven't heard the whole thing, so just kind of just waiting eagerly to hear what you are going to talk about today. So can you start off maybe by just telling us a little bit about who you are and where you're from? Uh, like you said, my name is Brian M. from Rochester, New York. Uh, been living in the East Ave, Alexander area for quite a while. And just, and I got a 40 birthday coming up. Nice. <laughs> well, very good. Let's hear your story. Okay. This is the beginning of my story. I started working for CMAC Concert Venue in the summer of 2017. My job title is an ID checker. It is, it is a very simple job. All I do is check IDs and put wristbands on their arm. The job is easy and enjoyable for the most part. The only problems that occur is dealing with heavy traffic or once in a while the weather. There are two things that I like most about this job. One is meeting and conversating with people from all over the U.S. Most are excited to be there and to let me know how far they came from to see this concert. A lot of them are huge fans. They like to talk about the history of the artists and how many times they travel to different states to see the artists perform. The second reason why I enjoy working there is that I get to watch the free concerts. After my shift is over, the concert's still going on, I get to stay and watch. I get to experience listening to all kinds of live music. Even though I'm not a fan of all the music and performances, I learned to like some of the songs that I didn't before. I feel like it made me more musically inclined and more open-minded to different music. Sometimes it seems almost as if I'm getting paid to learn new music. Hopefully it will be back open next year. Due to COVID-19, I did not get to work there over the summer. So I decided to do some volunteer work. In June, I signed up to work at the House of Mercy. My options were to work in the kitchen or to deliver meals. I went with delivering meals. Since it was the summer, I wanted to do something outdoors. I pick up meals from full length and drop them off at the hotels where they have the homeless stand. I like being able to make my own schedule. I do it whenever I have some free time. I get to interact with the people staying there while unloading their meals. I realize they are friendly and intelligent people who just have some unfortunate circumstances. They like to tell stories and talk about their life. They tell me about their family, about their life before becoming homeless, and reminisce about the good times they had. 
I'm glad I got the opportunity to work at both of these jobs and plan to continue doing them as long as possible. This is the end of my story. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. I have so many questions about this, so many interesting little tidbits to kind of pick apart and chew on with you. First of all, what is CMAC and where is it? CMAC is the concert venue in Canandaigua, New York. Uh, it's an outdoor venue, so all the seats is outside, and also they have lawn seats. And it's pretty much, they have, uh, besides music, they also have comedy acts. And so, yeah, it's pretty much a performing stage. Okay, nice. Do you know what CMAC stands for? Actually, I did, but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny because it's local to the area that we both live in, you know, somewhat local. Um, I think and it's Canada Music Arts Center, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. I don't know. I looked it up just to just to be on the safe side, uh -huh. and I found that it's called Constellation Brands Marvin Sands Performing Arts Center. Oh. Does that sound similar? Yeah, I've heard that name too when I've been okay, out there. Familiar. Okay, uh -huh. I was just wondering because I always say CMAC, but I never, I don't think I've ever known what it is. So I thought maybe I would give you a little <laughs> trivia, have you quiz you on uh, what it means. Well, so. about my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you worked there? I know you said 2017. So what was the stint of your... Uh, I worked, yeah, I started the summer 2017, about June. So it's usually about June to... Labor Day, first or second week of September is usually the last concert. So, like, yeah, the last three summers. Okay, great. Yeah. So, how did you start working for CMAC? I mean, I'm more interested in just really your, your interest. Did anyone introduce you to I mean, that's a pretty long drive from this area out there. Um, well, it started when I was working at Monroe Community, Community College. So, I had summers off. So, I was looking to occupy my time during the summer, whether it was get a hobby or a summer job, you know, just something to do. I wasn't really worried about like the pay or the, or the travel. And then when I came across that job, I was like, oh, this is definitely something different that I would be into giving it a try. Yeah. So um, did you know anyone there before you started working there? Uh, no, actually I did not. Okay. So you check IDs. Does that make you a bouncer? In a way. I don't necessarily have the title, but I do have some bouncer responsibilities. Like, I can make decisions like who drinks or not or who gets a wristband or not. Or um, even if I want to let them continue on. I mean, I can't. They do have security there, so I can let them know, like, okay, this person's a little out of hand. Mm -hmm. They might have to go, but I do have some responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So you have some leadership uh, skills in that respect as far as just being able to kind of make some decisions in the moment. Um, that's part of your role, I, you would say? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so really, you know what the most interesting thing to me that really set out um, is when you said that you enjoy conversing with different people from all over the U.S. So, mm -hmm. I mean, wow, first of all, and then maybe tell me about that. Right. Um, well, so I, you know, I check IDs. So pretty much uh, a lot of conversations start when I'm seeing their license and I'm seeing where they're from. I've seen people as far as from Hawaii. Mm. And a lot of people, you know, I get a lot of uh, military IDs and, you know, people like 
in some states not too far, but yeah, that's usually how the conversation starts and then then they'll start talking about stuff as like the opening acts, who's gonna be there, like uh how long they've been listening to this person, like how many states they travel, you know, to follow this person every time they perform. Those are usually self starter conversations and then it usually goes from there. And then uh sometimes they're interacting and they until the concert actually starts. Yeah. That's great. Is um is Hawaii the furthest place? Have you met any one international from international locations? Um, I mean I've met people from international locations, but that's originally from there, but as far as like just traveling mm-hmm. just to see the concert, yeah, I think Hawaii's the furthest. Yeah. Wow. So then, I mean, I know the conversations start. I was going to ask, how do you get to know where they're they're from? Um, do you tend to strike up the conversation, or do they? Um, both. Uh, like the people usually that comes in, they already uh, had a few drinks. They're pretty much they're very much talkers. Yeah. So they tend to start the conversation, and then um, like me, I start the conversation. Like if I see. Either either the ID or I see something on them, like they have the shirt or like the VIP concert passes or something like I know they've been like traveling state to state to see this person. And then I'll probably ask them like, you know, where were they? Where did you see them last before this or something like that? Hmm, okay. So so, yeah. So you started up sometimes this casual conversation or they will as well. Yes. Okay, nice. That's the way to get to know somebody, I'd say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so you also said that you get to watch free concerts. What? Oh, yeah. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Now I'm kind of thinking maybe you have one of the best jobs ever, maybe, because, I mean, free concerts? Who gets to do that? Um, and maybe even more interesting is that um, you've been exposed to and can really fully experience music live music that you may not have normally given a chance to before? That is true. So, I mean, I get to listen to the concert the whole time I'm there while I'm working. I mean, of course, because it's loud, but, you know. So pretty much after it's over, uh, I can go grab a seat if there's an empty seat. Or, you know, I can uh, I can stand close by the stage, too. I can do that. And, um, yeah, so... It's definitely brought a new experience for me as far as music, listening to uh, different people perform. So uh, I catch myself, yeah. And plus, now that I'm getting older, I think I'm more open to different music too. But yes, mm-hmm. I get to hear lots of different music, which is great. You know, I think that sounds great. I mean, and being able to just kind of, if there's an open seat, you can just kind of go and enjoy it. Yeah, that is nice. Um Sometimes I just uh, blend right in with the crowd. They uh, get up or do a wave or dance or something. And they're like, hey, you do it too or something. (laughs) You're in the wave. People, I mean, it's fun. Like, people even bought me beers and food and stuff like that too. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you're a pretty likable guy. I can totally see people saying, oh, you want to come and hang out with us, right? I can, yeah, I agree with that statement. Yeah, I could. So, you know, what are some types of music that maybe uh, that you wouldn't have normally listened to before, but now isn't so bad after all? I would say the main one is like uh, rock. I'm not sure like which is she It's like a rock and roll or classic rock, you know, soft rock, one of those type. But rock is like the main one mm-hmm. that I like now. Like 
I've listened like songs like uh people like Bon Jovi and uh I think there's some songs like Kiss or something mm-hmm. that that were pretty catchy and once you start hearing them more and more they started to catch on to me started to like them. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, both Kiss and Bon Jovi have some amazing music. I mean, they're pretty much legends. So the fact that um, you've been open to that as well just broadens your horizons and you've been able to open up to hear new things and hear more things, it sounds like. Mm-hmm, definitely. That's awesome. So, I mean, if you were to describe your employee experience at CMAX mm-hmm. as being an employee, what's it like to work there? Uh, being an employee there, mm-hmm. I would say... Um, fun. It's never a dull moment. Never, um, the same. Never repetitive. The same thing twice. It's always something different happening. Uh, always a new experience, especially with uh dealing with different people every time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say something. It's always something new. Yeah. Yep. What is it like to deal with different people? Um, it's good. In a way, I feel like I, it helps me learn people better, um, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad, whether they're uh, drunk and being, uh, you know, rude or whether they're nice and, you know, ask you to come hang out with them after the show. I get all <laughs> kinds of different people. So, yeah, it's, um, just learning people is something new for me and good that I like. Yeah. And then, um, so I imagine just, you know, with you being there and, and I, I'm sure they staff the place pretty well, um, that you've made some connections at work with people. Do you socialize with them? Have you done things after work with your coworkers? Uh, yeah, they, um, well, they'll have like, uh, I guess little events for employees after work sometimes. And then I'll have like an end of the year party for the employees. So Sometimes, a lot of times, after the, after I'm done with my shift, I join other employees to go watch the show. We'll watch the show together. So I'm not really watching it by myself. So a lot of times, me and the other employees, we bond that way. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they'll have, like, meals for us after the show or, uh, you know, parties. End of the, like I said, end of the summer parties for us after the show. So I bond with them that way, too. Yeah, that actually sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of want to backtrack a little bit, but I feel like I didn't want to let this go. You did say when meeting new people that that's that's new for you to meet new people and get connected and or at least just maybe interact. Maybe is what you're saying. Can you say more about that? Tell me about that being new for you. What is that? What is that like? What does that mean? Um, I mean, yes, I've always met people. I've worked at different jobs like bars and stuff. But as mm-hmm. far as like meeting new people. I would say, like, uh, I felt like I always met, like, the same type of people. Now I feel like I'm meeting people with, like, uh, different personalities, different accents, uh, just a lot of different stories, Mm -hmm. you know, from all over the places, you know, so not just, like, the same typical Rochester stories that you're used to, stuff Mm -hmm. like that from local people. Yeah. And then... um... What is it like to, um, you're saying different accents, different things like that. Um, 
because I can just use myself as an example, I know when I meet new people and I can kind of see where other people come from and get to ask them questions about things that they like or things that they're used to, it really kind of opens me up more and kind of just broadens my perspective a bit more. Would you say that that's what's happening with you when you meet new people? Yes, very much. Um, I would say especially more at the uh, um, House of Mercy where I volunteer, they uh, definitely have me look, making me more open-minded, seeing life in a different way. Um, it makes me do a lot of thinking, actually. Yeah, and I definitely want to talk about that. Um, I I certainly have some questions about that, and um, I'm glad you brought it up because I feel like maybe we can kind of um, kind of crack that nut open a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did just want to um, end the part with uh, CMAC. The questions I had for that was, um, I was kind of sad to hear that you weren't really able to return due to COVID over the summers. I know it's something you had been doing consecutively. Um, did they shut down completely? Yes, they did okay. at first. They started off saying it was only going to be a couple of concerts. A lot of people wasn't going to show up. So then they end up changing it to the whole summer being shut down. Mm-hmm. So we're just waiting to hear about next year. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you hopeful? Very hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so now maybe even better because um, you did talk about volunteering and I think you just started this past June is what you said. Correct. Right? Okay. So I love that so much. Um, how did you become interested in volunteering? Um, that's a good question. I would just say um, seeing... I think uh, I was reading something, a magazine or something like that, and I was just reading stories and news just about, um, you know, world events and hunger and homelessness and stuff going on in the world. And I just, and then I was seeing all the commercials with the COVID-19 and about how people are just uh, helping and making masks and just doing anything they can. So I just felt uh, I maybe I can't do a whole lot but I can do something mm. I guess to start helping or helping people yeah so you're certainly uh you know moved by by the experience of knowing that people are out there in need and, and knowing that you could certainly contribute in some way that's what it sounds like yes and then um so I mean so tell me about the house of mercy where is it what is it um the house of mercy is actually uh it's a shelter. Um, it's over there in the Hudson area in Rochester, New York. But um, due to COVID, no uh, homeless people have been staying there. They moved them to the hotels. So I haven't actually been going to the actual House of Mercy. So I pretty much uh, just go to Food Link and pick up the food and take it to the hotels. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much, uh, the hotel, I'm, it's in Chalai area Mm -hmm. Mm okay and then um how did you get connected i'm curious with house mercy so do you just kind of call them up or how'd that work out um so yeah i've seen it actually when i was looking for a summer job and then i saw the position like volunteer positions and then i thought maybe i would do something different and volunteer instead of you know working for probably another summer job that i probably wouldn't like so, um, 
yeah, I uh, called him up. I think I emailed the lady. So pretty much, and I like that it's flexible too. So whenever I have free time, there's a, like a sign-up sheet on the website. I just sign up for that day and time, and then I do that day. That's how it works. Okay. So they make it pretty easy for you? Yeah, it's very easy. Nice. And I think that's really good to know because I think some people that volunteer might think it's a big undertaking. They might feel like there's all these obstacles that they have to surmount in order to be able to do it. But it sounds like if you're interested and there's work to be done, they'll make it available to you. Yeah, it was pretty simple to sign up. You just, I just had to uh, sign a couple papers. It's very simple. And then they show you the website. Uh, they show you all the list of available times not not just times and days but jobs too so you can also like work in the kitchen or customer service or it's all kind of jobs and there's no the best thing about it there's no like minimum hour requirement they're not gonna make you work all day or you know a lot of times i do like a quick drop off sometimes i only work an hour a day or something like that to two hours so yeah they they're very flexible very easy very simple jobs so i think Mm -hmm. I think uh, people will like it. I think a lot of people dread volunteering because probably one, they're not getting paid. <laughs> to, you know, they or they might think it's boring work, but it's actually pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know, whatever you can offer, it sounds like that's appreciated. Right. You definitely. know, um, and as we get more into the conversation, it sounds like you're getting paid in other ways for sure. So um, maybe not in monetary uh, fashion, but certainly in other things that you get out of the experience. Um, you also mentioned uh, Foodlink. So so Foodlink provides food to those who are homeless. Correct. And do you, you pick the food up from Foodlink and drop it off to the hotels where some of the homeless people are um, able to stay. Do you know who, um, who provides the hotels? Does Foodlink do it? Does House of Mercy do it? Is it another program? Are you familiar with how that works? Um, I'm pretty sure it's the House of Mercy that's providing the hotel stay mm-hmm. uh, because their shelter is closed for COVID. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the House of Mercy. Okay, great. So they're all connected. They're working together. Yes. Okay, nice. Um, so, you know, tell me about the people that you've met. Um, I really like that you said I've met some really intelligent people with unfortunate circumstances. Maybe could you talk about some of the people you've met? Uh, sure. Um like I met one guy, uh, he was telling me stories about, you know, like career he had, his family, uh, even that he owned land and owned houses at one point in time. Um, you know, telling me about obstacles he went through and, you know, the changes that happened in his life where he became homeless. Uh, so, I think a lot of people think like most homeless people always been that way or, you know, they were never smart enough to, you know, like to own anything or, you know, have a good, decent job. But, you know, I just learned like, you know, they're not too far off from us. They're very similar. They got uh, they're not always by themselves. They got families, too. And they got like one guy, he said he has a. He's pretty much close to getting back on his feet. He's got a lot of stuff that's still in his storage, and um, he's pretty. He's gonna be moving out soon. He's got a job now. He's you know he's picking back up. So, you know, they just tell me a lot of uh, stories like how not to fall on your feet too, how you know how to stay on your feet pretty much. 
So, so you'd say that the people that you've come in contact with are people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I think that's so important because sometimes when we say homeless or we, you know, put a label, it really detaches um, different populations and groups of people from humanity. And I think that by saying someone's homeless, there's so many assumptions that go into that, that, you know, people who haven't had that experience don't really know, they don't understand. And it's easy for them to kind of write, you know, groups off and, and to think, well, they must have done something that, you know, makes it so that they don't have a home right now or that they don't have the necessities that, you know, um, the humans need. Um, and so I think sometimes it's easy to kind of blame the person and to not look at these individuals, these other human beings as, as thinking, um, you know, nice people, um, who can have a conversation and who have life experiences and who can teach others things as well because you're saying yourself that you've learned uh, a lot from the people that you've encountered and and, th- and that um, you've been able to have conversations with. Right, right. And learned a lot that way. Um, and I've also learned, like, you know, there's people, there's homeless people that went to college you know, maybe was making really good money at one point, and then, uh, like I said, unfortunate circumstances ha- happen where you know they're now they're homeless. So, oh uh, yeah, I think I uh, learned a lot from them. Yeah, and to be honest, too, um, you know, I don't know the actual statistics or any data about it, but I certainly um, have come across many. Um, reports anyway, just verbal reports, if nothing else, that many people, and maybe um, it could have been within the uh, context of Americans, um, many are, you know, one paycheck away from being homeless, that, you know, it could be anyone, really, you know, Um, and, you know, so it, that typically can really separate people from each other sort of having an idea or an assumption that it can't happen to me so then we'd certainly look at other people sometimes as as being you know lazy or less than because how could they let this happen to themselves when maybe that's not the case at all no it's not and I think also a lot of people believe like uh most homeless people are just not trying they're out looking for just a handout and looking to mooch and beg and I don't think that's always the case I've seen people that really try try hard do their best and sometimes it's just not happening for them yet they're just they just don't have the luck and then some people are uh progressing slowly um and then yeah there are people that just are looking for a hand up but I don't I don't like to believe now that all of them are like that Mm -hmm. yeah and and has your experience has your experience um maybe affected or influenced just your perspective about people in general now? Um, people in general? Mm-hmm. So, there, so there's the homeless population. You've learned a lot from that population. But prior to being connected um, and being able to volunteer and interact and have these conversations, I'm wondering if you had a certain perspective. Um, but now that you have the ability to kind of connect um, with these 
uh, with these individuals that you normally might not have had the ability to connect with, I, w- I wonder how that affects your view in general of, of, of just people. Um, I would say probably not to be so cold to people and um, be so quick to judge people, like probably try and learn and understand their circumstances, their situation, um, what they're going through before you uh, judge them. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is sage advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably really the most touching thing you said in your story is that you plan on volunteering for as long as you can. So tell me about that, Brian. Um, what was the turning point for you, I guess, when you said that um, you're going to continue to do this? Um, I would say volunteering. I mean, it's been a short time, but every time I did it, I felt good. Like, I felt good about myself, felt good about helping others. Um, and also, I think it uh, it's a good... It like gets me out the house, gets me something to do, interact with others, people. Um, I think it's fun. It's like, I think it's just a fun job. I don't think uh, there's nothing bad about it at all. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, I really like that you said that. You know, you feel good by doing it, right? Because you're giving of your time, you're giving of yourself, but it's really, it, while it certainly is helping other people you're getting a lot out of it as well. Right. I mean, me and me being like a person of lately outdoors, like that's the jobs I've had lately. So I don't like, you know, being in a building confined and stuff. So I like the, I like jobs like that where I could travel to different places. Um, so for me, it's kind of fun and it's definitely a new experience, a good experience that I enjoy. So, yeah, I hope to uh, continue as long as possible. Yes. Wow. Brian, thank you so much for telling your story about your work, about your volunteering. Um, Very interesting. Um, I feel like, you know, we could probably um, open this story up a little more, actually, over time. And so, um, you know, if any point in the future you're interested in coming back and talking more, that would be a great experience. Uh, for me, for sure, and I'm I'm certain that our listeners would like to hear more of what you have to say as well. Um, we are at the point where we ask our four questions that are unique to this podcast, so we'll run through those questions if that's okay for you. Are you ready? All right, sounds good. Great. So first of all, what does telling this story mean to you? Um, just the opportunity to get my story to. I mean, whether it's one person or 10 person or 20 people, just somebody to hear the story. Maybe um, it helps them see things differently, look at things in a different light and, uh, you know, change what they're doing, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And, and Brian, if you could uh, share with us, what did you learn from your story? What did I learn from? Um, I will learn... Never uh, turn down an opportunity. Give Always be willing to give something a try. And then you, you won't know if you like it until you do it. Great. And then what do you want our listeners to take away from your story? Um, 
I would say be kind to everybody and uh, don't judge a book by its cover. Great. And finally, Brian, how was your story a good run? And when I say a good run, it's the premise of this podcast. So what's something that you feel like started and ended? And it was like, yeah, that was a pretty good experience that I had. Um, I would say a good experience that I had just um, meeting people, driving on my own, and um giving me time to think mm. and make, you know, it's almost like, uh, I can get to clear my mind. So I like that a lot. Great. Thank you so much, Brian. Really enjoyed your story. Thanks, Serena. I'd love to come back anytime. Thank you. to tell your story on it was a good run you can email us at it was a good run podcast at gmail.com you can also go to our instagram page at it was a good run podcast